This is Marketing Jam, a show featuring the brightest minds in marketing. Brought to you by Canada Post. Head to canadapost.ca forward slash insight podcast for ideas to add value to your marketing. Well, I want to welcome everyone to the next episode of Marketing Jam. I'm very excited to welcome you here. And of course, huge thank you to Canada Post for uh, supporting our show, sponsoring our show, believing in our show. Uh, and if you haven't gotten your copy of Insight Magazine yet, uh, now is a good time as ever to subscribe to Insight Magazine. You can have it sent to your home, sent to your office, sent to anywhere that you think is helpful, even sent to your clients to get them excited about some of the most interesting mail campaigns, digital campaigns uh, happening around the world, some incredible uh, knowledge uh, bombs that are in here uh, put out by some of the best thought leaders when it comes to marketing. So, And of course, the coolest thing about it is every uh, time they come out, it's got a different cover, a unique experience, uh, and to see what people are doing with print is always inspiring. So, Without further ado, I want to welcome you, Ian, to the show, uh, coming from Harry Rosen. Uh, but let's start off. Tell us what you're wearing right now. I don't know. What, what, what do you got going on? Well, it's my home quarantine outfit, and I've been, yes. uh, I've been flexing my uh, vest game pretty strong lately. So I'm okay. wearing a Brunello Cuccinelli vest. Yes. I still find a way to wear a pocket square. Yes. Um, uh, we, we do uh, great work with a brand called Maurizio Baldessari. They are out of a out of a area called the Brera in Milan, and that's the blue shirt I'm wearing. And uh, you can't go wrong. We have this uh, jean brand called Page. The okay. jeans are like the stretchiest things in the world. So oh. very good for your quarantine to still feel a little bit dressed up. I uh, I went with jeans today as well and funny enough we never actually show our pants on the show so why don't we do a little like i'm going with a jean look today we both got the jeans on today it's kind yes. of a yeah we, we didn't get with jogging pants but stretchy jeans are a good kind of middle ground for hey I, i'm still gonna get work done today but yet i want to be comfy yes pants are optional sometimes on the video conference please. yes 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 that's the that's the thing but we are both wearing pants as, as we've both shown so um, but tell me about how, how did you start off? How did you get into the work that you're doing right now? And have you always been into fashion and, and men's fashion? Yeah, well, um, I guess I, I attribute all of that to Harry, who is my grandfather. And uh, 66 years ago, he started a little menswear shop in Cabbage Town in Toronto. And um, he built one customer at a time, focused a little bit more on more fashion forward looks, which now you would think would be quite dated, but uh, more boxy shoulders that was hip and fashionable for the denizens on, on Bay Street in Toronto. And he slowly um, grew his customer base, made a pretty bold move, moved into a huge store that uh, instead of being about two times the size of his current location, he went like six times the size of the current location down to Richmond Street and started building up more and more customers there in Toronto. Um, you know, Harry Rosen today, uh, I, I just fast forwarded probably 62 years, but today we're 18 stores across Canada in all seven major markets. Uh, we have a fast growing um, online presence, which is one of the businesses that I'm uh, closely involved with. In terms of my, you know, my father, Larry, joined the business around 20 something years ago, and he, he's run it for the last 20 years. And uh, Harry built it. Larry really scaled a lot of the key things that we do great today. So in, you know, from Vancouver to Toronto to Ottawa to Montreal, we have 
the same standards of closemanship across our stores, which to us is teaching our people how to measure and, uh, and fit tailored clothing. Um, we teach our people a lot about the products we sell. So we have really great, well-trained staff across the country. And, you know, the last, call it five years, have been a real focus on digital. And I joined the company uh, two years ago, I think just two years ago. Um, and I had a past in management consulting focused on retail uh, and corporate strategy work and also started working more and more on e-commerce growth, uh, digital growth. And I really and passionate about melding those two worlds together. I think there's a right way to shop and a wrong way to shop when it comes to interacting with the company digitally. And I wanna build out that vision for um, us. So that, that's kind of my story and how I ended up here. That's amazing. So I wanna say at one point you guys represented, Harry Rosen, over 40% of men's fashion retail in all of Canada. Be better end men's fashion. And you yeah. know, it's really hard to get a market size on men's better end fashion but every yeah. time we triangulate it we definitely corner around 40 percent of the market and that holds true today that's incredible so i was at uh, dx3 uh, a big yeah. retail conference in toronto and i went by a booth and, and a guy had me put on a, a full kind of like a, a bodysuit like a black bodysuit spandex and yeah. then they proceeded to scan my body and they told me that uh, they would give me a digital, whatever, measurement thing so that when I went to go buy online, they said the future was going to be I would have a, a scan of my body. So when I went to, you know, HarryRosen.com, uh, the pants would fit me, the shirt, you would have it all according to my scan. Are, yes. are we close to that yet? This was like three years ago and I haven't seen that no, yet. I, I, like, I know the guys you're talking about. Uh, they have a, a really interesting technology project or product. Um, you have to measure each piece of clothing as well. So there's some complexity in digital fit. Okay. So every, every uh, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time fitting garments on the floor and um, every jacket, no matter if it's the same cut, if the fabric's a little bit different or yeah. if you're standing a little bit different, it can fit you different. Yes. Um, so we're definitely really interested in the digital fit space, but I think there's two criteria that we're thinking about when it comes to digital fit. Number one would be, do we believe that it's better than what we're doing today? Um, we've trained our people to spot differences and adjust for comfort and things like of that nature that you can't really articulate with technology. Oh. And the second uh, is, can we bring it into our store experience so that you don't have to put on a bodysuit and it doesn't feel like going to the airport, but rather, you know, it's a relationship building experience. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we're there yet, but no. you know, one of the things I, I never do is, is say no way to that. I, I think we're, we're, we definitely have it on our like long tail roadmap items, but we haven't kind of jumped into it yet. Cause in theory, it was a great idea. I just, I asked about all the retailers that were accepting my measurements and he goes, we're not there yet. So I was yes. like, well, I'm scanned. Um, and then I found there was this, uh, now you can't eat anything. You can't, no, eat anything. <laughs> my, uh, my body has definitely changed in the last few years. I've been working on my dad bod here. So, yeah. Uh, I found another app that scanned my body. Again, it was a men's clothing retailer, but it, I had to put the, my iPhone on the, against the wall and it somehow scanned me. But then, uh, even with that, I even, there was another retailer. I could, I physically went to the store they measured me. And then I could order stuff using those measurements. But again, I like what you said. Every time a shirt would come or pants would come, depending on the fabric or the style of the shirt or style of pants, it fit awkwardly. And yeah. so I finally resolved to actually like go into a real human being because there's yeah. nothing that beats that like 
again, whatever uh, kind of culture that's in there, it's like kind of like the guy with the measuring tape or the woman with the measuring tape who's got the pins and kind of knows your feel and knows your body style. Like there's something that you can't beat that. It seems you still need that physical experience. Definitely. And, and the, the second thing that you mentioned, which is go in, get your measurements, and then we can predictably send things to you is one of the first frontiers in this kind of size fit problem, uh, digital size fit problems that we're trying to figure out, right? So if I know that you buy the same pair of jeans in the same waist, but every single time you take the leg up three, three centimeters and you like a certain hem, uh, one of the things that we aspire to be able to do is, well, why can't you just order that online? And you know, we'll take it into our tailor shops and send it to you finished rather than you shipping it to your house then you having to find and make an appointment because there's so much adjustment that goes into the products we sell. Uh, I mean, we're getting more and more into kind of buy now, wear now uh, items. And, and that's definitely a huge healthy part of, part of our business. But for the people who really like things to fit, you know, like a glove, we want to be able to service them digitally as well. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, with the technology these days, it's, I think we're, we're there, but it's not perfected yet. Right. I think we're still trying to, you know, yeah. figure it out. Yeah, some some smart person's going to figure it out, and we want to be uh, ready to work with them. Um, and you know, maybe we'll be the ones to figure it out too. Or maybe maybe the answer is it's not possible, and we just have to keep going into a physical store and talking to a human being and having like a, a good chat, right? With, with I, I really I really miss talking to human beings. So I think there's going to be a real resurgence in uh, 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 physical, like people wanting to go out. Uh, for a trip to the mall after this whole quarantine situation. Yeah. No, yeah. 100%. So uh, where do you go for inspiration? Are there like <clears throat> books to read, magazines, kind of websites you go to? Like what, what, what inspires you every day? What inspires me? I mean, the biggest source of inspiration I can get is going somewhere I've never been before yeah. uh, and walking around like a tourist. One of the, I, I went to the Kellogg School of Management and my entrepreneurship professor, David Chantel, who is like one of the most inspirational guys I've ever learned from. He said, you got to walk around like a tourist wherever you mm -hmm. are, and that's how you'll get yourself inspired. And, you know, all it takes is walking a different way home or taking a different route home and you start opening your eyes to like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that was there, though. That's a pretty cool idea. I never thought of, you know, opening up something like that or, or I never thought of but, you know, I'm not going to come up with a great example, but I think that's where I would get my inspiration. I love doing retail walks. Um, mm -hmm. I've probably oversaturated my time in like New York and Milan because um, that's where we do most of our trade fashion shows. Um, but last time I was in Florence, which is another place we do a lot of fashion shows, I, I went to an area I don't walk around frequently. I went into stores I hadn't been into, got a lot of new concepts and ideas and you know, one of them we're working on right now, which is just the appointment booking check-in experience mm -hmm. that people would get as you walk into the door. I thought one store did it exceptionally well. And I was like, oh, we can iterate on this. I quickly wrote it down on my phone. And, mm -hmm. you know, here we are trying to figure out appointment booking in a pretty big way, considering how people are probably going to shop coming out of the COVID-19 situation. Yeah. And I, I think one of the things I, I thought of recently was, uh, any place that has and can offer haircuts, it, it, if people are going to go and, and, and just go there in, in kind of in, in speed because they will be fixing their COVID haircut they attempted or they'll be finally <laughs> getting their first haircut after so long. Yeah, I'm trying to let mine grow, grow out. It's an opportunity. 
Yes, yes, yeah, right, exactly, exactly. So yeah. with all this, what are some of the trends that you're seeing for retail? What are the things that you're seeing kind of like coming down the pipe and, and things that you're watching and keeping your, your finger on? I mean, the big thing that we're getting impacted by is in the past, we'd always be thinking, you know, what is this competitor up to? And, you know, how do we match what they are doing? Um, the way that digital has impacted our customer is the expectations are changing and they're not benchmarking our experience against our, our competitors' experience. They're benchmarking their experience that they have with shopping on Amazon or riding in an Uber. Um, you know, think about, I, I don't know if you've taken a taxi recently, just like yes. how frustrating an experience that's become because you have to tell the person where to go yeah. and you have to exchange money at the end. Your condition now to say, wow, I really love when I don't have to talk to somebody and I don't have to tell them where to go and, and direct them at the last route, you know, the last mile. And I don't have to worry about paying them at the end and does their credit card machine work? And yeah, yeah that's yeah, the most yeah, frustrating. You know? or, or when I say I want to pay a credit card and they're like, oh, and they yeah. disappoint and they pull out their machine. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> our customers being influenced by those great experiences they're being served up. And then when they come into a retail environment, they don't want to wait in line. They don't want to. Uh, they don't want to, have to explain. Hey, here's who I am, and here's what I bought before. So they've been doing a lot of uh, work on exposing customer purchase history, so that if a client walks into any one of our stores, somebody can say, "Hey, do you mind if I look up, um, you know, what you've bought in the past, so I have a better understanding of your sizing and fit, and you know, that I can make sure that I'm tailoring this experience to you." And that's cute, you know made huge impact on the way that we're able to service people across uh, uh, stores. So that's uh, exciting. Ian, if you do that, I don't know if you're doing that yet, you should allow people to have uh, a spy name as an alternative. Like when they come in to your store and it's like, you can get, they can give their regular name or they're like, or tell us your spy name, right? It could be yes. like- My avatar. Just, just throwing that out there. Just cause then people go <laughs> and they feel like they're, like, I, I don't know if you've been watching that uh, movie series. I think it's called The Gentleman's or what, what's that series where they- I haven't seen a, it. It's a spy movie based where, where they go into actually a, a high-end men's clothing shop. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um... Oh, but it's really a front for a, a, like yeah. a James Bond kind of new next generation of, of spies. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to come to me by the end of this episode. Yes, yes, but yeah. yes I've definitely seen it. Uh, the Huntsman. Yes, yes. Just throwing that out there. It would yes. feel cool if someone was like, oh, I, you can call me uh, Yellowbeard the Third. You can look <laughs> me up that way. But when people are, are coming into your stores, where are you hearing that people are coming in? Like, is, is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? Like, where? I, I'm assuming it's not really Pinterest. Isn't your big kind of draw for men these days? No, social is becoming a very big channel for us to attract new people and acquire new, uh, new potential customers. And I think the storytelling that we've evolved, um, evolved our brand to be doing on that on the social platforms has. Uh, moved a long way in the last couple of years. Uh, people don't want to be sold on here's here's the price that you're going to pay or come check out the sale. They want to have a very tight story of here's a great product and here's why you should buy it and then balance that off with, hey, now this great product that we've been pushing for the season, it's now on sale. Now come in. Uh, that's a lot 
you know, more of an elegant message and, and the way that marketing platforms are evolving, it's giving us an opportunity to think through the storytelling we're telling through our marketing assets. And that's something that we're probably on the beginnings of. Um, but I, I think there's a lot of people doing it quite well. Um, and, you know, the way that technology is evolving, you can, you can understand whether you've served up an ad to somebody and if they've already seen it, why serve it up again? Why not reinforce the message in a different way? Yeah. Okay. Well, what are your thoughts on those subscription box clothes things? Like I, I, I my brother once told me he got, you could subscribe and, and they'd send you a box of clothes once a month. You could try it on yeah. and ship back what doesn't fit. But yeah, I, I, I'm just curious here. I think the business model has been challenged in many mm -hmm. different places. Uh, I think that the best people out there are intervening before they ship. So asking the customer to confirm, hey, do you want this stuff? Yeah. Rather than shipping it off and you know letting it be a great surprise, but them saying, eh, I don't need this, eh, I don't need yeah. this. Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably where subscriptions are evolving to. I think also just by nature of like being under a subscription, you have to be offering some sort of compelling savings for yeah. doing this. So, hey, I know you're going to buy five dress shirts over the course of the year. Mm -hmm. So instead, why don't I send you one per month? And you'll pay as much as you know you were going to pay, but you'll get an extra shirt or an extra mm -hmm. two in it. Um, yeah. And I think that's the value that we have to be delivering through a subscription model. Okay. For those that are, are listening and, and watching the show who've never been into a Harry Rosen store, what's the experience like? For for yeah. I mean, come walk me through it for a first timer to go in. Um, definitely. So we we have a pretty unique uh, operating model in the sense that every single one of our uh, we call them clothing advisors, yep. is fully trained in how to sell all the clothing that we sell. They're trained wow. in what product, you know, the heritage of each product. They're trained in the techniques of how it should fit relative to other brands, how it should be tailored, because we don't feel that you should be working through an experience with, uh, you know, a, a, a staff member and say, oh, I need to go get the clo tailored clothing expert uh, to fit this for you. And you stand around and you know, with your socks off on the podium yeah. for a long yeah. time. Uh, yeah. For us, we want you to start building a relationship with the person that you interface wow. with. And what that's evolved to is a lot of our business is our clothing advisors have pretty deep, meaningful relationships with their wow. um, with their customers. And those have sustained us for year over year over year. They're invited to help the customer clean their closet. They're invited to, you know, help the customer get ready for big events. They can wow. tell them, you know, hey, I got this great X that will go with that great blazer you bought last yeah. year. Hey, these sweaters that you've been buying uh, quite a bit. We got a great new, you know, refresh of fall colors or spring colors. Wow. Why don't you pick those up? So that's that's kind of what we're striving towards. But not everybody, not every customer wants to shop us that way. Okay. So we we make sure that we're catering to that, you know, very white glove experience, yeah. but also the customer who just wants to walk in, have a make sure that something's, you know, to their liking, that they can mm -hmm. cash out. They know it's a great product. They're led in the right direction. So yeah. service has always been our competitive advantage. Yeah. It's something that uh, we definitely need to keep falling back on as we evolve as a company because anybody can get the same product that we have. Mm -hmm. We need to be able to fit it better. We need to be able to be honest with our customers. So if somebody wants to walk out with a pair of jeans that's, you know, just too tight, um, let them go, let them walk out with them. But let's not be shy in terms of telling them, hey, that 
doesn't look like the right fit for you. That yeah. doesn't look like, you know, we have a term good looking clothing. That's not good looking clothing yeah. uh, for you. And, and uh, that, I mean, I'm, I don't know how much I'm painting the experience, but what, what we're, that's kind of like old world classic Harry Rosen. The things that we're working on is, okay, how can we take that to the next level? So you have an appointment with your advisor. How do you build that appointment digitally first, walk in and everything's ready for you? How do you make sure that, you know, you can walk into any Harry Rosen and somebody can pick up that uh, experience with you like this? They don't need to be your dedicated clothing advisor. Mm -hmm. They can look through your purchase history and say, oh, great, you're a 40 regular jacket. Hey, you're a size large in sweaters. Let me curate a great assortment for you and you don't have to do the work. So we, we feel like listening to the customer as much as possible and letting them guide uh, guide their shopping experiences is, you know, first and foremost, but why don't we be an agent in the process is another piece of the puzzle. So Ian, question for you. If today yeah. we just met, we, 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 you know, I like your beard. I, I'm inspired. I want to, I want to get going on, but I can't leave my house for some reason, whatever reason, right? Let's say this yes. is a year from now and someone's listening to this. I can't leave my house, but I want to show you my closet. Can I book a zoom call or, or whatever Skype FaceTime with an advisor? Go through my closet. I want a half hour or maybe 20 minutes. I get 20 minutes. Yeah. I go through my closet. I show you my body, but not like in a weird way. And yeah. then and then you could suggest a set of clothes over an email to me that I could order from you. You know, the 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 thing that is very interesting is that's happening right now a lot anecdotally. Okay. With, okay. When when people know hey, one another. Yeah, right? in your stores when hey, they feel hey, comfortable getting. Or no, not not even in the stores. Right oh. now, our clothing advisors, our stores are closed or mandated yeah. closed by the provinces that we operate in. Our clothing advisors are at home working with their customers digitally. They're on FaceTime oh. doing that. Right. But the thing that we're missing, and and you know, we quickly pivoted to find a solution to do this. Is what about a person like yourself who's like, hey, I'm at home. Maybe it's time for a wardrobe refresh. Yeah. Let's lend our expertise out. So we're working on a quick fix solution for that. Right. I hope to have a better answer for you within the month. But okay. uh, but not yet, but it's coming is what you're saying. Not yet, that it's, but it's coming. If you want to do it with me, we can do it after. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. But but I'm just thinking like that's some of the things. That's your expertise. That's what you bring to our country. Yes. Is your, let's just say, if I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but your goal is to get men dressing better. In our country, yes. would you say it's one of your like goals? And if you fulfilled that in ten years, you, you, if every man dressed beautifully and and, and it fit, you fulfilled your goal as Harry Rosen. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna botch the mission statement, but we we want everybody to feel like their best self in the yeah. clothing that they're wearing. We want them to feel like they're expressing themselves the way they yeah. they want to. That they are um, putting themselves and portraying themselves in the way that they want to, you know, portray themselves, and that will lead them to be a you know, uh, uh, more confident, present person. And I think that's our job. That's what, that's definitely one of our, our core missions. That is amazing. That's amazing. I, uh, there's this incredible charity that uh, does it for women uh, called dress for success, where they find yep. women that uh, need to get a job and then they get them incredible dresses, get them done up so that they can go from one state of life to another. Uh, and, and the whole mission statement is if you dress well, if you're done up well, you're going to have that confidence to go and find that job and get out of that cycle of poverty. Yes. Do you, have you seen something like that for men? We, we've worked with uh, charities. I don't know if it was exactly Dress for Success, but we yeah. have a lot of uh, clothing that's aged or perhaps it sat a little bit too much under a light and yeah. isn't like uh, sellable anymore. 
we do a lot of donations of that clothing to worthwhile causes. And I know we've done some work with Dress for Success in the past, although they definitely, you know, th there's a mandate there to make sure that the clothing is uh, great looking. Uh, we worked with Masai Ujiri on, in, of the Raptors and donated a, a lot of clothing through his Giants of Africa charity. Um, and we were really excited to be a part of that a few years ago. So we make sure that we're giving back wherever possible. But I, I think Dress for Success is definitely on for something because there's nothing better than walking outside feeling comfortable in what you yeah. are. No, it's awesome. I do a fun thing now in the mornings with my daughter. I, I went the whole French cuff route. And so I let my daughter choose my uh, my cufflinks. Oh. Today she chose Spider-Man cufflinks for today. So uh, she's four and a half and, and takes the job very seriously. She's my little personal stylist now. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, but but it is fun. There's something about the uh, like you said about I like how you said getting their color and their flavor and their character and who they are out in clothing because I think that's one of the things you can give to people. Like it's uh, it's a small touch, but I love the fact that I can kind of express myself through a cufflink and and just kind of like add a little bit of color in the day and a little humor in the day or or just to kind of like spark something different in kind of what can often be a homogenous world for men's clothing. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a great way to express yourself. I think that's why people fell in love with uh, happy socks or yeah. or uh, or colorful socks, which uh, I, I don't think are as much of a trend right now. But people really love the fact that they could, um, in a very subtle way, express the fact yeah. that there there's a little bit more to them than you know a gray suit. Yeah, uh, and, and we definitely saw a big spike in those uh, three or four years ago. It's probably do, still going. Do you think Justin Trudeau helped with that? Possibly, yes. <laughs> I fell in love with the stance socks because they have a thick version. They have a thick sock because my feet yeah. get cold, and but yet they're colorful and bizarre and funky every day. Yeah. So, no, I'm a big fan. So, uh, those that have never been to Harry Rosen, if they go online right now, they can shop and they can buy online. And, yes. and how do they figure out their sizes at the moment? Because there's lots of options out there, but is it self-measuring or do you? what do you say they so should do? So there's three avenues. We have pretty detailed size fit guides online that would walk a customer through, um, you know, you're a size nine and a half American. That means you're a size 42 in European sizing. And uh, that means, you know, if you wanted to see it in UK, we can translate all of those sizes. Um, we do allow you to see your purchase history. So you know what you bought in the past and wow. how you can correlate to that. We also set up each one of our clothing advisors to sell and curate assortments for people digitally uh, and drop that into kind of an inbox of sorts on wow. their online experience. It's in beta right now, but okay. um, you know what we would allow the clothing advisor to filter down on is, hey, Mr. Smith, you're a size nine. You're looking for a size nine sneaker, right? Uh, mm -hmm. A blue clean sneaker. Here, let me filter down to all the blue clean sneakers we have. I'm going to load those into a cart for you or a pre-cart, and you can decide which ones are good for you after you look at the details, et cetera. I know that they're available in your size, or I'll communicate that ahead of time. What we want to get to, obviously, is an advisor setting the size for you. You know that That's one of the huge impediments to conversion online is knowing whether it's going to fit. Um, the second, the, the kind of last piece is the customer would guess uh, and on a on an area like tailored clothing, where you're not going to walk away with your if you buy a suit online, which we do a pretty good suit business online, we nice. want to make sure that you get that suit fitted to you, whether it's yeah. through our tailor shops or you had the right information. So we have a pretty big post purchase marketing campaign that goes out, educates somebody on, hey, 
you just bought a suit. Here's what's available to you. We feel like, you know, you should be bringing it in, getting it marked up by us. Uh, but if not, here are kind of the key measurements or oh. and uh, pieces of the uh, garment that I'd be looking to fix or adjust. So here's a question for you, as, as, and maybe this will come from a lot of men who are listening out there and, and maybe uh, others as well. It's that, uh, is there a list somewhere of, as, a, as a man, as an adult man, let, let's just go with this, as an adult man who has a job where he has to interact with people, is there like a list, like kind of like, what should you bring when you're camping? Like I, I've seen that list before, right? Or what do you need uh, when you're gonna make um, a, a spaghetti dinner, right? Here's a recipe list. Is there a list of like, as an adult male who's working in business, these are the clothes that you need to, for work week and weekend? I think that made I mean, we've made that list 15 times, but then business dress evolves again, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we have great uh, video content on our website and we've sent out uh, many content pieces about the work wardrobe. Yeah. Uh, I think a couple, we do a, a seasonal magazine and I think two seasons ago, we really focused on like the new workwear, which can yeah. range on, uh, you know, some people are in a startup environment and yeah. don't need to wear anything tailored. And, you know, frankly, we're not a suit store anymore. My yeah. grandfather started a made to measure suit shop and we've evolved to become a place where men can buy great clothing. And even and your shoe still, options are awesome, man. You got some yeah, great we're, shoes. It, yeah, we're, we've evolved from a category perspective too. So we're looking to reinforce the fact that, hey, yeah, we sell suits and we continue to do them. And whenever you need us for that, we're here, but we're also trying to reinforce, hey, we actually get what you're going through as a young professional day mm -hmm. in, day out. I don't need to wear a blazer, but maybe I want to wear a cardigan or, or some sort of sweater to layer or a layering piece. Maybe I don't want to wear a t-shirt. So how can I elevate my look a little bit when it comes to my workwear, even in like a startup environment, you know, everything that you're wearing says a lot about who you are, um, no matter what work environment you're in. And I think that's the the fun evolution in, in fashion that's happening right now is we're trying to be there as a resource. And we probably need to redo that, uh, redo that piece now for everybody working at home, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> And maybe, and maybe that doc doesn't even, maybe there isn't one blank doc. Like maybe there isn't one super doc. Cause what I'm more thinking of is like, I know the clothes I have right now. I'd love to like almost inventory them all somewhere online and then have someone look through it and be like, Hey, you don't have a staple black dress shirt or be like, Hey, here's five things you're missing from your wardrobe. Right. Almost like a financial advisor when they look through your budget and your investments. Yes. If there's a financial advisor for my clothes inventory and they're like, hey, here's six pieces you're missing and here's how they can work together and here's six pieces you could get at blank store. Yeah, um, we definitely, depending on what you're going for, we could yeah. create that list for anyone. We used to have that list of, you know, a, a man needs four suits. He needs a plain navy suit, a plain gray suit, yeah. a pattern suit. and you know, an, an, another suit and a blazer, like we had that as kind of the fundamentals. But the truth is, that's not what, you know, men are are, are dressing differently and, yeah. and we have to present that problem differently. So one of the things that we train our clothing advisors on now is how do you get a lot of mileage out of something? So yeah. how can I coach you to buy a great layering piece that you can wear dressed up dressed down and if you look through the content that we're producing these days a lot of it's focused on versatility because 
you know, let's take a rain jacket, for example. Maybe you want a rain jacket that'll look great over a suit, that'll look great with a pair of jeans on the weekend, and you don't want to have two rain jackets. So no. how can we articulate to you that you're going to get good mileage out of this? Um, and, and that's, I think, becoming the new way that men are thinking about putting their wardrobe together, right? This, the shirt that you're wearing now, you could wear under a sweater, you can wear casually and roll the sleeves up, or you could probably wear it under a suit and throw a tie on it too. So you'll get good mileage on that shirt. Wow. I feel like it's almost like there isn't one stock uh, infographic anymore. It's like a, a custom audit for every person, which is why you almost need a custom personal shopper of a sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. One, one thing I learned, I used to always wear like cardigans and suit jackets because I uh, suffer from uh, hypohydrosis in one of my armpits. But then I discovered this t-shirt line that has pads in the armpits that collect the uh, hydration, the, the intense hydration. But yes. I, I've seen, and I've, I've seen, I've interviewed a few folks who have had the, the moon pits, the moon, and they I suggested this t-shirt. But it's like, I've been able to not have to wear a cardigan and jacket since then, and it's been a very freeing experience. But then I, I do love rocking a cardigan and a mix it up once in a while. No, and, and uh, I mean, the new workwear leads to a whole other set of problems, which is how do you care for a whole inventory of wool sweaters or uh, and, and things that you might not want to wash at home? So we have great techniques and we're, we're educating people on how to lay it out after you wear it and make sure, uh, you know, get a great steamer is probably a great tip that we send a lot of people home with because yeah. you don't have to take everything to the dry cleaner right off the bat. And then there's we're, we're investing a lot in easy care products. So things that you can throw right in the washing machine, feel confident that you shake it out, hang it up, and it's going to look great, especially in dress shirts. Yeah. Yeah. So Ian, as far as uh, kind of marketing wise as well, like, are you still seeing, like, are you running some print campaigns? Are you putting stuff in the, the newspapers? Like, are you still finding you guys are doing a full holistic mix at the moment? Um, our, our mix is evolving and probably shift. Uh, it's shifted over the last few years. We saw great um, return on investment on a couple video cam or er, uh, commercials that we ran. Um, we ran them during live sporting events. It was a pure awareness play. We saw a good spike in awareness, great engagement with the con uh, the content. People were searching us more and was having all the de desired effects that we wanted. So we hadn't focused enough on the top of the funnel. Um, so that's why we made an explicit uh, decision to go a little bit more broad. Um, we've shifted into digital and we're trying to get much more sophisticated with our digital spend. Um, how can we be hyper segmenting, uh, you know, targeting and, and that's putting a real stress on our content creation ability, but we're looking at investing in systems that, in terms of like, how can we, you know, the big question out there that me and the chief marketing officer ask ourselves is how can we produce four times the amount of content with the same amount of people? Um, yeah that's the that's the challenge and i think there's tools out there that help you do that whether it's a great content management system yeah. or and other tools that enhance productivity um the 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 print mix um we have produced this great magazine harry mm -hmm. magazine that started i want to say 15 20 years ago and is great readership and every year we come to the table and say are we going to do it again and we run pretty aggressive post Harry, Harry Magazine surveys. We have control groups and everything indicates that in a world where people have strayed away from great print marketing, a great, you know, an obviously great piece of print marketing, 
actually ends up benefiting us mm -hmm. greatly. Uh, we see that readership is actually quite engaged, that people shop more and, and mm -hmm. pick out looks that they want to shop. And then we also see that in the data. So we're holding ourselves accountable on that one. Um, we definitely haven't haven't run away from print media. And then, and then we're definitely relying on print to communicate with people who perhaps don't open up marketing emails as much, yeah. right? So uh, events like our private sale, events like um, other, you know, client appreciation events, we definitely want to deliver those uh, via print. That's awesome. Yeah, there's something, especially even recently, I've, I've never gotten so many emails telling me uh, that they're, a brand is thinking of me and, and, and just making sure that I'm okay. And it's like, I can see why I'm you know, not surprised there's a bunch of unsubscribes happening in this yeah. uh, season as well. But no, but Canada Post is a great example. Like it, there's something physical and tangible about touching something. Yeah. Um, and, and again, because there's such a lack of magazines as well, like a, a magazine stopping, the ones that do do them, they stand out. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's part of that whole resurgence of people even loving records right now, right? Like I think there's never been more records sold in the last, you know, 10 years than, than ever before in history. People yes. want something physical. There's so much digital happening that when something physical comes to them, it's memorable. Yeah. My, uh, we, we just got uh, a record player in our, I mean, pre, when we were having people over this year, yeah. uh, our, our, we, we make people pick out a record and throw yeah. it on and, we find out what we're listening to, and it's pretty fun game. That's awesome, Ian. Thank you so much for for giving up your time. Uh, I, you know, this was incredible. Uh, great insight into men's fashion, into the retail world, into what's happening with marketing. I really appreciate you giving up your time and sharing so much, uh, and welcoming us into your home. Thank you for uh, awesome. <laughs> inviting <laughs> us in. Thank you, uh, and thank thanks to you for uh, for the great conversation. Thanks everyone for joining us on Marketing Jam and we'll see you next week on The Jam. Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again and see you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.